Anthony on Air Podcast 19. Hey, 19. Old Steely Dan action. It's brought to you by Amazon.com, where you could purchase Steely Dan memorabilia and Muzak and whatnot and uh, a whole lot more. I'm noticing that, um, you know, the popularity of the podcast is growing. Thank you so much for that. And also the orders on Amazon.com that go through AnthonyOnAir.com first are also growing, and that is so much appreciated. In fact, we had like 300-some-odd orders, and I just got cut a big fat check for $10. So thank you. (laughs) And it may not seem like a lot, but believe you me, the $10 goes pretty far uh, for maintaining the website and the podcast and everything that goes with that. So thank you so much for going to anthonyonair.com first, clicking on the Amazon banner, and then doing your shopping as you normally would. Uh, I joke with the sarcasm, but believe it or not, it really does go a really, really long way uh, to having the, uh, main, the to maintaining the podcast and the website. So thank you so much for that. I could not appreciate it more. Parental guidance is suggested. Drive home with Anthony. Gorgonzola. I mean, there's a fun word, right? Who looked at that cheese and went, uh, that's what is taken, right? That's what is taken. Let's go with Gorgonzola. Why, how did I not get on the cheese naming committee? You know what I'm saying? I would love, I would love if somebody invented a new, that's the other thing. Nobody's inventing cheese anymore. Have you noticed this? We're inventing apps on a daily basis. We're trying to come up with new ways to fucking make the minivan seem interesting. They, they put a fucking vacuum in the back of the, uh, one of them now. But nobody's inventing cheese. Nobody's, like, coming up with a crossbreed between Swiss and American. And by the way, who fucking wouldn't want that? Because have you ever slapped a Swiss and American on the same sandwich? It's delightful. It's beyond delightful cross-pollinate cheese what do you how do you even say that cross-pollinate's not the right word right breed cross-breed cheese i'm not sure how that works it's weird nobody's really coming up with new cheese although i'll say this if you ever go into a cheese shop like that will open up your eyes because like you go into a cheese shop and they're like hi we have 97 different styles of cheese you're like holy shit i was just at the supermarket a couple days ago there was four they had four. They had American. They had Swiss. They had provolone, and Havarti. How do you go from Havarti to Gorgonzola? There's, there's weird names. Swiss cheese, I get. American cheese, I get. You see these people over here? Where see where I'm pointing on the map? Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah. They they, they like this kind of cheese with the holes in it. All right, fuck it. We'll call it Swiss cheese. Let's move on to the next one. What are the Americans like? That yellow one over there. Fucking American cheese it is. Let's move on with life. Havarti. Unless there's a Havarti land I don't know about. I'm not quite sure. Probably next to Greenland. Every country you don't really you can't really find on a map is somewhere near Greenland, like Scandinavia. The fuck is, you point out Scandinavia on a map to me and you're not a history teacher, I'll fucking give you ten dollars on the spot. Who the hell knows where the hell Scandinavia is? So in cheese shops, there's all these weird cheeses, but in the supermarket, there's friggin' four. I remember the first time I saw Jarlsberg. I was like, wow, Jarlsberg. 
I'm, you know, I take it's like a it's like a different kind of Swiss cheese. At least that was new. Like, how did Jarlsberg break into the supermarket market, <laughs> but not but not any of the other ones? Go to a high end cheese shop. There's a thousand cheeses. You go to King Cullen. There's four. Jarlsberg seems to be the latest crossover success. That's really, nothing else has really broken out. Havarti. I don't know what's weirder, Havarti or Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola, how I love you. I do like a Gorgonzola cheese, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I prefer a Gorgonzola cheese. You grill up a filet mignon, right? And throw some Gorgonzola on top of that bitch. Holy cow. That is delightful. That, in fact, I I would also like to name a cheese some some bitch. That'd be great. Let me get uh, ham, turkey, and a little some bitch lettuce, tomato, mayo, please. That would make the sandwich ordering experience a lot better, I think. Music. Let's do some music. Grace and Tony, November, on the Anthony on Air podcast, episode nineteen. Bones tracking along Humming empty words to empty songs Falling through the motions to a level I am Something picked me up and dragged me through those days And I was wrong when I decided I would never meet somebody like you You say, hey, 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 this life
trying to figure out the big hubbub of Ben Affleck being Batman. There was such a backlash on the internet for this. I and I I'm a little I'm a little dumbfounded by a couple of things. But one, like is he a bad actor and I don't know about it cuz I got to be honest with you. I watched The Town and he fucking murdered in that film. I thought that film was awesome. I thought that film was really good. I don't know if Goodwill Hunting has sort of uh, run out its time, but I, I still don't mind that film. I still think it's pretty good. Robin Williams killed in that film, though. Robin Williams stole that fucking film from, you know, Aflac and Damon. He, he really did. But still, I thought they were all right, you know? I thought the town was good. Argo just won. You'd think landing Ben Affleck in your film as Batman would be, like, an amazing thing. I, I'm, I guess I'm missing the, you know... I'm not saying I'm the biggest Ben Affleck fan, and I'm not saying he sucks. But what's weird is I don't know why people are so... I think this just goes with the Internet is just negative. Like, there's just nothing... Sometimes there's just nothing but negativity on the Internet, you know, which really sucks. He could be, he could be awesome. He could be awesome. I mean, did you think What's-His-Name-As-Joker was going to be great when you first heard it? Fuck no. I thought he was going to suck. But he was awesome. I can't remember his name, the guy who passed away. Anyway, I, I, don't, I don't get how people can be so sure of themselves. Like, casting is such a, uh, an awesome skill to have. To be able to look at someone and, and just see a, a great performance is such a gift. I just watched this documentary on HBO called Casting By... And it was all about uh, Marion Darty, who was like the first real amazing casting director. Because back in the day when like Hollywood was like shitty, back in the studio system, they used to just hire actors. And when it was time to make a movie, they would just go into their pool of actors and go, all right, all right we need a blonde. She's blonde. We'll take her. We need a scruffy-looking older guy. There he goes. We'll just take him. Like, there were, it wasn't based on acting ability whatsoever. You know? And Marion Doherty was the first one to be like, you know, no, we're going to try out actors and, you know, you know, and get them based on their acting ability as opposed to just how they looked. Like, they just, they just book people on how they looked. And she was the first one to be like, no, we we're going to, you know, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it like this. We're going to, you know... And she started casting for this TV show, and her show started being amazing. And she discovered, and she cast people like Pacino, you know, and Clint Eastwood, and Gene Hackman, and just, I mean, the who's, I mean, Robert De Niro, you name it. And Marion Doherty, at some point or another, cast them in one of their defining roles. One of her big, big, big castings was Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate. And it's funny because it was supposed to be like this, like, kind of cool kid, you know, not like a James Dean kind of a person, but more James Dean than, than Dustin Hoffman. And she was the one who was like, no, Dustin Hoffman, he's the guy. Dustin Hoffman's a short Jewish guy. That, that part was not a short Jewish guy. And, 
you know, it was Marion Doherty who pushed for Dustin Hoffman, and the rest is history. You know, his performance in The Graduate was awesome. It was a great, great documentary. Casting By is the name of the documentary. There's links up uh, on the podcast page of anthonyonair.com, so check that out right there. And it just goes along with HBO and everything else amazing that they're doing. I freaking love HBO. But it made me think, like, it's such a hard thing to do. Casting. That's not easy. And everybody's just shitting all over Aflac. There was such, like, you know, like, oh, this movie's going to suck and this and that. And he could be awesome. I don't, I don't get the negativity. Like, all these, you know, armchair quarterbacks are geniuses when it comes to casting. That they can go on the web and just shit on Ben Affleck. What puzzles me more is... This is for the Superman sequel. So why does Batman need to be in the Superman sequel? That's what I'm really questioning more than anything. I don't understand that. Now, full disclosure, I'm a bigger Superman fan than I am a Batman fan. I mean, I'm Superman through and through. I I love him. I think he's so much better than Batman. So I'm a little puzzled by why in the Superman sequel, Batman needs to be there. I don't get that. In fact, I'm wondering how they're even going to pull that off. What are they, you know, are they going to they going to run into each other? They're going to run into each other at the uh, waiting room of their shrinks office. Like, do they go see the same therapist? How does it work? You know, how, how, I don't understand how it works. Where, where, you know, because because Superman is in Metropolis and Batman is in Gotham City. Are those are they are they close to each other? I, you know, I, now I realize one can fly, and the other one's got the bat wing, so I'm sure it's not hard to to meet. But it seems to me like these two were separated for a reason. You know, I I don't know where you know in the spectrum of things how close, how far is Gotham from from Metropolis, and why would they cross over? Like, wh- when would that happen? Do they go to the same deli? Is that you know what it, you know what it is? It's probably like a Jewish deli because a, a delis are a dime a dozen, but a good Jewish deli. Let's be honest, there's only like two or three of those left. So I can see running into people at a Jewish deli because you know there's not a lot of them. You know, so that I can see. Maybe sometimes they you know they, you know, Superman's flying around. He could go for some good Jewish deli. Nice little corned beef or something like that, you know? Throw it up on rye, pickle. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they run into each other at a Jewish deli. I just don't... I'm worried more about the writing than the casting when it comes to the new Superman. How are they going to put these together? Because Superman saves in Metropolis and, and Batman saves in Gotham. I don't know. I don't think those cities are all that close. We just had three Batman films. Not once did anybody bring up Metropolis. I think once in one of the earlier Supermans... Which one was it? I think it was the the really bad one with George Clooney. Where they were talking about the circus, how the circus could be on its way to Metropolis by now. So it makes it seem like Metropolis is pretty far. I'm not a DC Comics expert here. I don't, I don't really know. I don't have the map of the DC Universe. But I feel like... That's where they're going to have trouble, is writing these two together in the same film. Because that's got to work together. 
I mean, do they have the same tailor? Is that uh, how? Why else would two superheroes? You know, I, I feel like Alfred does a lot of the tailoring for Batman. Uh, you know, I would assume. Now, I don't think Lois can really sew, so that's that shits out. Maybe they got the same tailor who works in. You know, because if you've ever noticed, they never really step on their cape. It's always the perfect length, so that when they're flying around, it's you know, or swinging at somebody, it's long and flowy. But when they're you know stepping backwards, they're not stepping on it. That's that's not any. That's just that's a superhero talent right there for the, for a tailor. They could pull that off. Ladies know what I'm talking about. You ever have a... You ever... Even the fellas. You ever have a... Your significant other wear a dress with a train on it? I fucking step on that shit all night long by accident. But not the the cape. Cape is at a beautiful length. It's got to be the Jewish deli. Because that's the only one I could really... Maybe it's not a therapist though. Maybe it's like a support group. Maybe they go to the same support group. Everyone, we have a new uh, member with us. It's Batman. He's sitting next to Superman tonight. Uh, they're here together. Batman, what's wrong? I, you know, I don't... I, I, I just keep saving people and saving people. And you think when you've got... You know, when you saved everybody, you know, you'd be done. But there's, there's still more saving. There's always more saving. Superman's like, oh, fuck, I know. Tell me about it. I don't know how many times a big object from the top of a building could be, you know bearing down on someone and they just look up like an asshole and don't run out of the way. I gotta fucking swoop in. You know, sometimes I got shit to do too. Sometimes I just like to kick back and just check out a Will and Grace fucking marathon on my Netflix. But no, I gotta be out there saving schmucks under falling building shit. Batman's like, I know. I, I know, man. I know. I was, mi- I was midway through season six of Will and Grace and the fucking light you know, the, 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 oh, the worst thing I ever did was give those people a, a friggin' spotlight with my symbol on it. Just awful. The bats, maybe that's it. Maybe they got the same graphic artist, designer guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I mean? Same guy, because they're always updating the logos. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's only one guy who does the superhero logos, and that's where they met saying consultation you know Batman was coming out of his consultation Superman was going in for his final approval maybe that's how it happened oh bro oh you used Jimmy too oh isn't he great yeah I love what he did with your the Batman logo it's amazing (laughs) the worst thing I did you ever think Batman regrets the bat the fucking bat symbol thing there Spotlight. He's got to. He's got to. Like, we've all regretted self... It's like when you give somebody your number, and they're fucking calling it all the time and texting you. I'm like, oh, shit. This was a mistake. He had to be thinking the same thing the first day. Shit's popping on. Like, oh, already? Jesus. Everybody hates me. They all love Commissioner Gordon. Everybody, Everybody fucking hates me. They think I killed the lawyer guy. I don't know. It's a whole fucking thing. Going through a tough time right now. <laughs> Superman's like, tell me about it. Lois Lane's parents got us a kryptonite candy dish. Fucking very... It's, you know, I, f- I thought it was a nice gesture, but I feel like there's some subtle, you know, 
just a subtle message in that. You know, I mean, they, they said they didn't know. They said they forgot. But, I mean, honestly, it's a little hurtful. You know, I mean, I know green's her favorite color, but still, it's kind of, you know, this bullshit. She fucking, you know, the kryptonite thing sucks. And I, you know, I, I've been in Pure One a thousand times. I've never seen a kryptonite section. I don't know how the fuck, where, you know. I did see something that they were thinking about Brian Cranston for Lex Luthor. That sounds like it'd be fucking awesome. Because Brian Cranston plays a mean some bitch, I'll tell you that much. Oh, here we go. I gotta slow down because there's a fucking cop on the, on the fucking median. Thanks a lot, asshole fucking holiday week and that's what we need is your stupid ass slowing everybody down and making everybody break asshole you know what cops should do on, on, on holiday weekends ride around and protect everybody not try and cash in on fucking speeding tickets making everybody slam on their brakes that'd be the problem with ha- having a superhero in real life they would fucking he would they Superman would be like, I saw you go through that light, I gotta write you a ticket. What? I thought you were supposed to save people. Initially, yes. Initially, yes. But with the down economy and everything like that, you know, listen, I, it, it, was, it was Commissioner Gordon's idea, but, that, but he's in Gotham City. This is Metropolis. I know, I know, I know it's fucked up, but listen, I gotta write you a ticket. You know, it's, it's you know, revenues are down and, you know, I just, I'm sorry. I got to write you a ticket. Let's play some music. The Fertilis. Seven nights, seven days. Oh, my darling, I'll go down and commute and sell one.
Once again, Anthony on Air Podcast brought to you by iPage. Get yourself a professional-looking website. Go to anthonyonair.com and click on the iPage banner. You'll get a discount, and you'll be helping to support the Anthony on Air podcast. Hang on a second here. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Uh, can I get a uh, hot fudge sundae? Hot fudge sundae? All right. Extra hot fudge, please. And if, if you could sprinkle a little bit of them Oreos on top. Excuse me? If you could sprinkle a little of the Oreos on top. The crushed Oreo? Crushed Oreo, yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Thanks. So just the first time you the Oreos and the fudge, right? That's it. All right, so it's 231, right? Thank you. You're welcome. Not for nothing, but I got business to take care of, too. I got, I'm running errands right now. I have the fucking cravings of a pregnant woman, I got to be honest with you. Oh, I don't need a receipt. That's okay. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. I'm allergic to receipts. I hate receipts. I don't need proof that I'm a fat fuck in the middle of the afternoon. Good. How you doing? That looks amazing. Oh my god, that's awesome. I'm gonna get one. Thank you guys. Shit, that does look good. I feel like I should leave a tip. All right, we're gonna have to quickly end this. We're gonna have to quickly end this podcast because this looks amazing. Fucking hot fudge Sunday. I'm really gonna have to go for a sonogram though, because seriously, I have had the most wicked cravings. It's really getting out of hand. Why hasn't the Oreo become a standard for the Sunday? Uh, if you're committing to a fucking Sunday at McDonald's, they already they have the Oreos there. They put it in the McFlurry, put it in the goddamn Sunday. People, do I have to think of everything? Seriously, do I have to think of everything? You had to see the look the kid gave me when I denied the receipt, when I said I don't want a receipt. I'm not taking receipts anymore. This is bullshit. Fucking receipt. You know what a receipt is, especially from McDonald's? A receipt is a reminder three weeks from now that I was a fat fucking bastard. When I, when I look, when I get on the scale and I've gained six pounds and then I go clean my car out and I go, oh shit, that's, that's where it all began right there. It was the receipt. Because what is a receipt for a, a fucking hot fudge Sunday at McDonald's going to do for me? Am I going to submit that to my fucking accountant? See if you can write this off. This is the fucking hot fudge Sunday I got from McDonald's. See if you can write that off. How'd you use it for work? I fucking made a bit out of it. What do you what do you expect? Fucking write fucking two thirty five. Write that shit off, motherfucker. I got the receipt. Fuck some things you just don't need a receipt for. It's just proof later on that you were a fat bastard. When I wake up tomorrow and I'm like, why would I feel like shit? And then I go, Oh, I got the receipt. That was it. I forgot. But it's both. I'm not. I, I refuse to take a receipt. We've got out of out of hand. Out of fucking hand with the receipt. Like this is some policy that we were all fighting for. Remember, when, remember when they never used to give us receipts. Now we got receipts. It's a good thing. I say if it's something is under fucking twenty dollars, no fucking receipt. No receipt. You don't need that shit. You're fucking wasting trees. The same tree huggers that go and give you a hard time for shit that you do are the same assholes that take the receipt. Oh, can I have a receipt, please? 
Can I have, can I have a receipt, please? Fuck, you need a receipt for. I like to be organized. We're on our way to the Save the Tree rally. Gassing up. Can I have a receipt, please? Can this fucking person in front of me be going any goddamn slower? Seriously, what am I going to do? Return this Sunday? This is, I got news for you. This is going to, if I wasn't doing a podcast right, I'm three minutes away from my house where this McDonald's is. If I wasn't doing a podcast right now, the fucking Sunday wouldn't make it home to my house. I would throw it out in the, it's, it'll be gone. You can't give me a receipt for something that's lifespan is only going to be the next minute and a half. That's fucking bullshit. All right, uh, listen, I'd love to stick around and do some more of this, but the hot fudge is melting my vanilla ice cream at an alarming rate, and I have to get on that. Consistency is essential. It's not just about flavors when it comes to this hot fudge sundae. It's also about textures. You know what I'm saying? You got to have the proper texture, and you don't want that ice cream to be too runny. So while I enjoy this hot fudge sundae, you enjoy whatever the hell it is you're doing right now. And thanks for listening. Remember to go to the uh, anthonyonair.com and click on the banners, iPage, Amazon, iTunes, and of course, stamps.com. You'll be helping out the Anthony on Air podcast, which is always appreciated. Thanks, guys, for listening, and I'll see you next time. Have you got color in your cheeks? Do you ever get that feel that you can't shift the tide that sticks around like summits in your teeth? Are there some aces up your sleeve? Have you no idea that you're in deep? I dreamt about you nearly every night this week. How many secrets can you keep? Cause there's this tune I found that makes me think of you somehow and I play it on repeat. Until I fall asleep Spilling drinks on my settee Do I wanna know If this feeling flows both ways the goods Been wondering if your heart's still open and if so I wanna know what time it should Simmer down and poker up I'm sorry to interrupt It's just I'm constantly on the cusp I've tried and to kiss you I don't know if you feel the same I do But we could be together If you wanted to Do I wanna know If this feeling flows both ways We're sort of hoping that you'd stay That the nights were mainly made the same
Yeah.